Hi, I'm Elena Becker, and this is PS, the Puget Sound podcast, where we're talking with members of our community about their Puget Sound experiences. We're recording today from Moonyard Studio in Tacoma, Washington, and our guest is Kathleen Barrows, a junior from Juneau, Alaska. Hi, Kathleen. Hello. Thanks for coming to do the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you. And one of the first things that I'm excited to talk to you about is I just told everybody that you are from Juneau, Alaska. But I think that that is true with an asterisk. Yes, that is. That you have lived a lot of places. I actually, I was counting earlier. Um, I live, I've moved around uh, either seven or eight times in my life. Um. Well, so let's hear the list. Where okay. have you lived? So I was born in New London, Connecticut, just mm-hmm. down the street from the Coast Guard Academy. Yep. Um, I then moved to Key West, Florida, where my sister was born. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a conch, so her. <laughs> um, and then I moved up to Portland, Maine for a couple yep. years. Um, most of my life, I actually lived in the D.C. area um, in Northern Virginia, in, okay. in Springfield, Virginia. Um, and that was like eight years. And then um, Juneau, Alaska for my high school career. And then I I had the fortunate opportunity to live abroad in Naples, Italy for mm-hmm. my father's last tour uh, before coming over here to uh, Tacoma, Washington. And when you first moved here, was it for school that you first came here? Uh, here as in Tacoma? Yeah. Um, yes, actually. the the I, I deferred for a year when, when going over to Italy, um, but then uh, came came here to Tacoma for school. Yeah. Um, I, I came, I think, like a week beforehand. Sure. Uh, to, you know, to get all those, those supplies for, for yeah. university life. But yeah. You want some time to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. Exactly. Ikea. Shop around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you mentioned that you deferred. Yes. So... Let's maybe first talk about how you found Puget Sound, and then I'll quiz you about how you decided to come. Yes. But what was your college search process like? Oh, my goodness. So I was definitely one of those overachiever-type seniors. (laughs) I Well, actually, I started my college search process junior year. Um, I was one of those people. I, you know— Toured a handful of, of universities in the, uh, the the Seattle Portland area first, right? Um, and then once I got into senior year, uh, came back to those universities. Those being like Seattle University, Lewis and Clark, Reed, sure. uh, Pacific. Um, but then also expanded over into I, I applied to to I think Hawaii Pacific University and over to University San Francisco. Yeah, so you were looking um, at a well. spread. Yeah, I was looking at a spread, and I also I applied over to the East Coast as well. Um, sure, just because you know I missed that East Coast feeling from from well, growing up over there. And especially if you had spent, did you just say eight years in Virginia? Yeah. So that's enough to kind of know. Oh yeah. To have yeah. that feel like home partly. Exactly. No, I lived there yeah. from from first grade all the way up into middle school. So okay. so when coming out of high school, I. I very much missed that East Coast feel, or at yeah. least thought I missed that East Coast feel. Uh, once I returned, I realized that maybe that lifestyle isn't for me. That's yeah. definitely for some other people. You um, had become a West Coaster yes, in the yes. interim. The, the relaxed person who it's okay to wear jeans and to work if if need be. That type mm-hmm. of that type of thing. Um, not if need this. be in an emergency. Exactly. <laughs> where exactly. where your jeans to work. Yeah, yeah. So so you're kind of looking at schools on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You're probably visiting a bunch of places. You're mm-hmm. thinking about the sort of qualities you like. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we, as you start to narrow down your list, what makes Puget Sound sort of float to the top? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I applied to about 13 schools. Holy smokes. Um, yeah, again, wow. overachiever. But, but what <laughs> really distinguished um, the University of Puget Sound for me uh, compared to the other schools was really, 
and, and I, I actually give this example when, when parents ask me on tours as well, uh, the connection that I had with the professors. Mm. I actually toured the university three times. Wow. Uh, one during junior year, one that summer before senior year, and then senior year again, just to make sure that I had, you know, that opportunity. Uh, or, or Pardon me. I just knocked my pen into the water <laughs> mug, so don't mind the noise. No, don't no mind worries. the sound effects. Um, uh, just to kind of... Um, get that feeling, that that real feeling, to make sure that this university was the one for me. But on actually that summer tour, the second tour that I that I took here, um, I was wandering around afterwards, and I, I bumped into a biology professor, um, uh, which I'm now majoring in. But um, I had the the opportunity to bump into this professor. I can't I can't remember which one, which sucks. But um, <laughs> to this professor, and they actually took the time away from their research yeah. that they were doing for the summer and, and talked to me for a good half an hour. That's about, a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. About what it is that I wanted to do. They mm. allowed me to ask questions about the department, um, about their connections, or, or me asking questions about their connections with students, yeah. how they helped them with internships or research opportunities. Um, and I very much appreciated that connection that I got, even within that short amount of time. And them not really knowing that if I was a student at the university or not, or, or even just a actual prospective student. Right. Um, so I, I very much appreciated that. And that's actually what took the university a little bit more in reference to the others for me. Right. And at that time, when you're having the conversation with that professor about your interests and the things you want to do, what did you say? What did you think you were going to do? Oh, jeez. Um, so... At that time, actually, I was very interested in the 3-2 dual engineering program. Right. Um, I ended up switching pretty quickly uh, because I found out that engineering consists of a lot of math. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, math's not for me. So I talked a little bit about that. Um, uh, but then I... I I, I talked about, um, you know, what it is that the biology department has available for me. Right. Like how... Uh, what's, what's the word? Uh, widespread it mm -hmm. is. Um, and I, I really appreciated the info that I got up, uh, got from it. Um, I now want to become a marine biologist. And we don't necessarily have a marine science program here at the university. Not a standalone major. No, no not a, st a standalone major. But the... The, the biology department and, and specifically the way the natural science major is built uh, actually allows me to take more of those marine science-based classes yeah. in, in you know, my junior and senior years. So I can still emphasize. Yeah, in, you're in almost de facto sciences. specializing without exactly. hemming yourself into a exactly. formal program. Exactly. And, yeah. I, and I was considering, you know, Santa Cruz that has an amazing sure. program. But I ended up really wanting that, you know, broad spectrum undergraduate the degree for me. Yeah. And well, so let's talk a little bit about some of those marine science classes. What have been some of the classes that you've taken so or actually, are looking forward to taking? Yeah, I haven't taken any marine science classes yet um, just because I'm getting all my, my requirements out of the way. Mm -hmm. So I have that opportunity. Um, but uh, we do have a marine biology class uh, taught by Professor Joel Elliott. Um, I actually haven't had a class with Joel Elliott yet, um, but he still knows me. Um, I introduced myself freshman year. Good for uh, you. That's, that's yeah, a, the, exactly. the right thing to do and kind of a hard skill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he still remembers me, even though I haven't <laughs> had a class with him yet. Um, you know, we have marine biology. We have oceanography in the geology department mm -hmm. if, you know, students are interested in that stuff. Um, we also have, I want to take a, a GIS course. That's also in the biology department, uh, sorry, geology department. Um, but that's really useful 
useful, a, a really useful skill to have for marine biology or oceanography for that, for that. That's a really yeah. coveted um, skill and nowadays. Will you explain just in kind of um, general terms what GIS is? Yeah, um, I totally forget what the acronym stands for, um, but it's basically uh, what Google Maps is based off of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a mapping system that, uh, for oceanography in particular, they kind of uh, adapt it to to map the ocean floor. Yeah. Um, so. And just nowadays, it's really good to have that skill behind sure. you. And it's nice that we have that GIS course without a lot of prerequisites. Um, so I, as a biology student, can still take, can take the, it and yeah. learn it also. Exactly. Um, and then another marine-based class that is actually going to be offered this next spring, um, which I'm really excited to take, um, <laughs> is marine invertebrate zoology. Cool. And so I'm so, so excited to finally <laughs> get started on that track. Yeah, absolutely. And you're also an environmental policy and decision-making major. Yes. Talk a little bit about just how the EPDM program works and how you decided you want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So um, I declared a double major at the end of my freshman year. By the end of that year, I was very set in my ways and what I wanted to do. Um, And I really appreciate the environmental policy and decision-making program because it is so broad. It combines both policy work as well as you know the physical application of that stuff in you know the localized Seattle Tacoma Olympia area yeah um, focusing on Northwest uh, um, uh, issues mm-hmm. like uh, uh, the environmental 200 class we talked about um, what to do about you know the salmon population here in the Northwest and, right. and how uh, you know not only the tribes the local tribes are combating that stuff uh, but how uh, the policies of you know Washington State is is working along with that and as well. You're actually bringing up a really interesting point about the environmental policy and decision making program, mm-hmm. which is that it's not exclusively an environmental science program. No. And the example you just brought up is sort of gesturing to that, as does the name of the program, that it very much wants students to think about certainly the natural science and ecological implications of their decisions, but also the human factors mm-hmm. and the community factors mm-hmm. and the political factors. And there's a real recognition that you can't disentangle any of those things one from the other but that you need to consider them holistically and you need to understand that you know there may not be a perfect solution you may need to make some Mm trade-offs and that's one thing I really appreciate very much about that department is how thoughtful it is to the the lived reality of some of these Mm -hmm. questions yeah no I I I specifically double majored in EPDM decided to add that on for that reason I see I don't know if I wanted to do research if I don't want to go into conservation Mm -hmm. or policy work um and be double majoring in, in these two specific programs really allows me to experience all of that. Right. So I can make that decision after, hopefully before I graduate. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, have that But those that doors are of, still open. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I really like that. And one note, too, just for listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the program, I actually don't think we've talked about EPDM before on the podcast. You get to be the first. Um, is that students majoring in environmental policy and decision-making have to be double majors. Mm -hmm. And one of the goals of that requirement is really a recognition that the environmental policy and decision-making program is broad. In order to cover that broad spectrum and recognize those trade-offs, you're having conversations in 
all kinds of different disciplines in natural science and social science and the mm-hmm. humanities, sometimes in mathematics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want students to have that breadth and that recognition of the scope of questions. Yeah. But we also want to create some depth so that you have expertise in a particular area. Mm-hmm. So for some students, maybe that's an interest in um, some of the human components and their their double majors with anthropology or yeah. with political science. And in your case, it's an interest in ecology, thus mm-hmm. the natural science biology. Exactly. A lot of my major. colleagues um, are actually double majoring either in economics or politics and government right. with the EPDM program. Right. Hi, I'm Tori Hansen, Assistant Director of Admission at Puget Sound, working with students in the Mid-Atlantic and in the San Francisco Bay Area, as well as all of our transfer students. If you like what you hear on this podcast, you can learn even more about Puget Sound by coming to campus. Schedule your visit at pugetsound.edu visit. We'd love to host you. some of your favorite academic experiences so far? Do you have classes that leap to mind or even just professor interactions that stick out for you? Yeah. Um, I would say there's a couple things um, that I I would like to kind of touch on. One of them, uh, one of my favorite experiences is actually not necessarily experience, but class. Um, It was, I just took this past spring uh, with Professor Lisa Nunn Mm -hmm. um, in the... In econ? uh, No, actually, in IPE, International Political Econ, which is, again, another, I think, interdisciplinary kind of course or or major here. Um, And I actually took IPE 101 with her, Mm -hmm. um, and I liked it so much. I'm actually, if I had time, I would add it as a a minor, (laughs) Um, but... uh, Unfortunately, I don't have enough extra credits to do that, but I'm actually going to concentrate the rest of my electives into mm. uh, more IPE classes. What have you liked about IPE? What's interesting to you about that field? So I really like the the kind of combination of both economics and politics and government. It's, yeah. it's kind of – it's different than, you know, political science. Like some other schools have that. Um, but we kind of combine – econ and PNG into the IPE program. And I like it because it has an international focus. I like that broad ranged focus because a lot of I believe that a lot of the world today is 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 globally connected. You, sure. you can't. It's really, hard to refute it's, that. It's really hard to refute yeah. that. Um, and so I very much appreciate having that type of opportunity here at the university to 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 learn about you know politics and econ- uh, economics um, on a, on a national in, sorry international scale yeah um, and not just the national scale we do touch on national things um, for example we talked about the global financial crisis and right. how it we did focus a little bit on how it uh, affected the United States but then we also talked about you know the 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 bubble in in Asia right. Southeast Asia how that you know led to everything happening right. and I didn't realize that coming into the class. And so again, I like that additional perspective. Well, and I'll just note too that one thing I think is particularly interesting about international political economy as a major is that it's not only international, but it's also interdisciplinary Mm -hmm. within the major. And so I think this is a good distinction to make because of course you can um, do international studies in our politics and government major. We have both an international relations concentration and a comparative politics concentration. Mm -hmm. Um, So certainly through the economics department or through the politics and government department, 
department, you can get that international focus. But what IPE, what international political economy really adds is this um, weaving of both disciplinary points yeah. of view and different disciplinary lenses with that international focus mm-hmm. and as I, you look I really at systems. Like yeah, absolutely. Kathleen, what other things... Um, are you involved in on campus? One of the things that's come up again and again in the podcast is students who have rich academic lives, mm-hmm. but uh, all sorts of other things that round out their life and their experience and the things they care about. So what uh, other than your exciting academic life gets you out of bed in the morning? So being a double major, I don't necessarily have a lot of time um, outside of academics, uh, but when I do, I am I participate in the yoga club. Mm-hmm. Um, I've participated in the co-ed Ultimate Frisbee Club yeah. um, as well. But I'm also a member of Phi Sigma Biological Honor Society here mm-hmm. on campus. Um, and then outside of campus, I'm a little more involved. Um, I have uh, previously volunteered for the Point Defiant Zoo and Aquarium as kind of an aquarium assistant. Um, and then also I just recently finished up an internship uh, off campus with joint-based Lewis McCord's Fish and Wildlife Program mm-hmm. um, as an intern restoration biologist, which is really, really neat to have. And what kind of things were you doing with them? Like, when you'd go into that internship every day, what would you actually do? So we were dressed to be out in the field. We were constantly out there yeah. getting our hands dirty. Um, and so I, I kind of dabbled in, in a couple of places. I wanted to focus in the wildlife biology, yeah. but I had experiences um, with botany as well as forestry as well. Um, for example, for botany, we were planting uh, native plants for the endangered Taylor's checkerspot butterfly mm. um, in the prairies down there. Uh, for forestry, we were... Um, uh, uh, covering oaks, oak, oak saplings, um, yeah. making sure that deer wouldn't, uh, you know, eat them out of existence, right? Um, and 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 restore those those oak uh, 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 habitats there for the western gray squirrel. Uh, but then, you know, on the wildlife perspective, I did bird surveys. Um, for not only the western blueberry, but also for the purple purple martin um, and wood duck as well, um, making sure that their boxes that we put up um, were maintained, that they had enough, uh, what is it, fluff on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, I think it was wood chip filler that we, we had on the bottom so they could nest there. And so um, when you say that you did bird surveys, are you like out? climbing up poles to the boxes to peer in and see what do you actually do we didn't climb up a lot of boxes um because we still had to make sure that we were safe while on the ladders while nailing the boxes in the yeah, first place that seems to be a but, good rule you know we, we we climbed up a little bit we weren't like all the way half up way way up a tree or anything but we were up a ladder sure. doing these things sometimes um some of the times they were a little too far up that our ladder didn't reach, so we weren't able to to right. to, to see the bird's nest itself. Um, but, you know, instead we, we did a bird call or something just to see if they were nearby Sure. Um, with that. So it was a really, really cool opportunity. And did you come out of that internship with more clarity about whether that's the just type of thing you might want to do professionally? Yeah, I, I very much appreciated that opportunity. So I, I do want to get into marine research, but yeah. um, uh, or marine sciences. But I wanted to see if you know that kind of terrestrial uh, way was an opportunity for me, and I definitely think it is. But I, I still want to go into marine sciences, well, so that, that kind of solidified that route for me, definitely. And that's one of the things that I actually think is 
so important about the experience of having internships Mm -hmm. is everything that you try is not going to be the perfect experience for you all the time, right? And I think there's sort of this misconception that to succeed means that it was perfect. Exactly. But to me, it's equally as much a success. If you had had that internship and thought, this is great, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, Mm -hmm. it's obvious why that's a positive outcome. Yeah. But it's just as great for you to do it and to think, okay, I enjoyed the research, I liked the data gathering, being out in the field every day is fun for me mm-hmm. but the piece of this that doesn't quite click in is that I want to work with marine life exactly right and exactly. that helps you also narrow down your interests and figure out how you're going to apply the things that you like about your classroom learning mm-hmm. so one of my favorite professors from college from Puget Sound um, referred to my summer research one time uh, correctly as a productive failure because <laughs> I had come back and said you know I, I don't think I did a great job this yeah. was an okay project yeah. and she said well But you figured out what you need to do differently Mm -hmm. and you figured out what's going to really be appealing to you and how to narrow down to what your focus really is. And to me, that's a win also. Exactly. You come out with more direction. Exactly. No, I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. I I am so thankful that I had that opportunity and and that really is helping me focus later on. It also sounded fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I was able to work with a lot of evergreen students down there. So they're a little more specified than than my undergrad uh, at the moment but it was really really cool nonetheless you know hearing them talk about you know all of the the conifers or deciduous <laughs> trees that's no, not deciduous I think it's just conifers but you know <laughs> them being able to identify those trees on the spots and so I was able to pick up some of those skills yeah. working with them um, but then also working with a lot of the enlisted military uh, sure. there as well um, that was a really cool opportunity with that and certainly I think an important way to get out into the larger community whether exactly. that's through an internship or through service or mm-hmm. through um, just sort of pursuing other interests Mm-hmm. out in the world. Plus, I get a pretty good recommendation out of it. I won't say no to that. <laughs> yes, that uh, the deliverables exactly. of those kinds of experiences exactly. don't hurt either. So, Kathleen, we are ending all of our conversations by asking people the same four questions. Okay. Question number one is, what's the best place on campus, do you think? For me, I think the best place on campus, there's, I think there's two. From, for studying purposes, I would say it's Harnett Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, that open window concept with science the sunlight. Building. Yeah, the science building. Um, uh, the sunlight coming through. Um, it's kind of hard not to take a nap on the couches sometimes. <laughs> uh, but still, it's cool to have, you know, those professors walk by right. still and, and, you know, acknowledge you, say, hey, how you doing? Or sure. if you need to ask a question, oh, you're right there. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, I've had that happen, but that's a really cool place. Um, it's hard to to do best place because I don't think there is a best place Um, but then the other place I would say um, that's most notable would be Divergence Cafe Um, it's the student hub a lot of people are there students constantly flowing in and out Um, I've had professors I took two classic classes my my freshman year Mm -hmm. Um, you know I still had conversations with them in Divergence they still remember me um, even though I don't major in that but (laughs) but I would say Divergence Cafe is definitely a number one up there too what are you reading right now? So I actually just finished a book, um, and I'm going on to my – I'm looking for my third book this summer. Uh, but the book that I just finished is uh, called The Song of Achilles um, by Madeline Miller. 
Um, and she actually, I think she's a newer author. I didn't do a lot of research about her, but she graduated from Brown University. She majored in classics, um, and she actually adapted all of the mythologies, uh, uh, mythological stories about Achilles um, and the the Battle of Troy, the Trojan War, um, and 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 put it into this book. And it's actually based off of the um, the viewpoint of what's his name, uh, Patro- Patroclus, um, which is kind of Achilles' lesser known companion that he had throughout his life. Um, so you get to see all of Achilles' actions and and mishaps uh, through <laughs> the eyes of Patroclus, and so that was really really cool. What's the best place to eat in Tacoma? Um, I would say. Engine House Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right along Sixth Avenue, close by to here, actually. Um, it has great breakfasts. I think it does brunch on the weekends, um, and also good lunches. Uh, my grandparents approve of that spot. Um, <laughs> great sandwiches, uh, but also for those who are of age, they brew their own beer in house, um, and they're really good beer. I go with my parents all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, what makes Puget Sound special? I would say the community. I really, I, I can't stress it enough. I don't know if like anyone else has said this already, but but it's really the community, both student-wise as well as professor-wise, um, but also you know the Tacoma community too. There, you see a lot of people just roaming around on campus, um, and they feel at home. Uh, they bring their dogs out. Students love petting dogs, so if you're listening <laughs> to this and you're in the Tacoma area and you haven't brought your dog by, bring your dog. They won't go. They won't go unnoticed. Um, but but definitely the community feel. Um, I and coming on to into this university uh, was definitely very intimidating for me as most other freshmen, uh, but but I felt at home almost immediately. Kathleen Barrows, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to our guest and to you, the listener. You can follow Puget Sound on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Univ. UNIV Puget Sound. And we hope you'll join us next time for another episode of PS, the Puget Sound Podcast. <laughs>